Are you a woman or a supporter of women who want to understand how women can find their unique spark to be their authentic selves in the workplace? This is Your Business Story Podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen Spencer. The name of the show is Kristen. She's on a business writing mission to make sure you know what words to say so that what you deserve is what you'll get paid. Because storytelling changes everything. Get pumped for the epic knowledge in today's episode of Your Business Story. This is episode 34 of season one, Everyday Empowerment with Abby Demi Marsh. Today, we have the amazing Abby Demi Marsh, who is going to talk about how to be empowered as a female, or if you're one of our gentleman listeners, how to empower the females around you, right? Thank you so much for coming on, Abby. How are you doing today? I am fine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually doing amazing. I'm safe. I'm in Georgia. I'm not close to the hurricane, so... All is yeah, well. thank you. And also, um, a little bird told me that it was your birthday yesterday. So happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. You got to be alive to get older, right? So I'm alive. That's true. I'm like, uh, I'm turning 39 this year and I'm just owning it. I'm like, it's going to be great. 39 is like the magical age for entrepreneurs. Did you know that? Uh, well, I'm in my 40s. So, yes, <laughs> I didn't you know can, that. But you can invent the magical age anytime you want. You'd be like, well, it's going to be 45 this year because that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm living. <laughs> Every year is a magical year for a magical year for entrepreneurship. That's because true. Every year, especially with the way the world has been going lately, every year you've had to learn to reinvent yourself or be more innovative or show up different. So every year has been a magical year. Yeah, I, I can agree with that 100%. And I like that. That's what we're going to say now. Instead of like this year has been uh, confusing and scary or just going to be like, it's been a magical year. What can I say? <laughs> okay, so um, the first question is, what is the important problem you solve for your client and who is your client? And then we're going to get into how you got into this industry, because that's a story I know my listeners want to hear. So I help women who feel who are usually called you're a self-proclaimed people pleaser mm. and you feel powerless in your everyday life. Right. While at the same time, they're high achievers. Um, they tend to be women in leadership. So are women who are at that point in their life where they feel like um, I've accomplished a lot in my life, but I still don't know who I am. Oh, and I yeah. feel powerless. I teach those women to become better self-advocates for themselves, to speak up for themselves with confidence. And I teach them to do it by teaching them how to find their spark how to ignite their passions, how to release the fears that they have so that they can enjoy the life that they want to live. I love that. I mean, because fear has the potential to stop us from doing so many things, right? Yes, it does. I usually say I empower women to be better self-advocates from the bedroom to the boardroom. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say it because I know that's your tagline. I love that tagline. It's such good messaging. And as you know, I'm a messaging um, nerd. I love 
I love this kind of stuff, but I I feel like it's a great way to talk about how you encompass all the parts of what it means to be an empowered female. Um, yeah. And, you know, this is a PG podcast, but I feel like the same problems that women have empowering themselves in the professional world are the problems they have at home and private when they are trying to be empowered in that way as well. So I love that you're you're full service. You're like, I'm going to I'm going to tackle it all. I'm going to help you with it all. So I love that. The truth is um, who we should wear ourselves. The one unit that remains constant is me. Yeah. And while I say from the bedroom to the boardroom, it's because it's you showing up in the bedroom. It's you showing up in your relationships. It's you showing up in the office. It's you showing up in the boardroom and you knowing to speak up what's understanding yourself first so that you can understand what you need. And then you can ask people to support you the way you need to be supported. Um, that's also something that I do. I help the partners and the businesses that um, these women are affiliated with. I teach them how to support those women in their endeavors to achieve whatever they're trying to achieve. I love that. So you're empowering them by individually working with them, but you also help the people around them, their support system yes. to empower them as well. Yes. I love. Yeah. Yeah. Can you empower yourself all on your own? You can. Um, it starts with you. Really, that's how empowerment starts, actually. Empowerment starts with you understanding your own needs and you understanding what's important to you and then being able to say, to step into that, to step into that regardless of what society or who society told you you're supposed to be. So right. empowerment actually starts with you, and it's a very important self-process first. Um, women usually don't want to do it because it feels selfish. Anything that feels selfish, as women, we tend to pull back from. Anything with right. self, self-advocacy, self-care, yeah. self-love. If it feels selfish to us, we pull back from it. But empowerment actually is a um, single process first, and then it... Um, moves out that's from that's when you have the support system with the people who are also empowering you they're they're coming alongside your decision i guess to empower yourself and saying i'm with you i'm here to provide the support you need well they're learning how to walk with you on that journey okay right they're really learning how to walk with you on that journey um more so than doing something that makes you go to your place of empowerment. I, so it's I like think a, my internet is wonky. It's a little, but but it's okay. We can still see you and hear you. And if things go crazy, I'll just start telling a story. Okay. Because <laughs> this is your business story and it's live and that's how we roll, right? <laughs> okay, so, so you're teaching people how to like walk, right? Like, because if you're empowering yourself, you're not like, let me put this person in front of me and they can 
like shield me from everything. You're saying, no, I I'm capable of dealing with these things and communicating what I want. But I do want people to walk alongside of me and behind yeah. me. Those people that are walking alongside me and besides me or, or however they're walking with me. Yeah. Um, I need to be clear about what that needs to look like for me to be my best for them and for myself. Because empowerment doesn't mean a loss of reciprocity, right? We right. We are pouring into others as they pour into us. It's just that we're doing it from a place of where I say, instead of emptying the cup, we're offering from the overflow in the saucer. Yes. Yes. I love that. I feel that deeply. <laughs> because, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and I... If I'm not careful, I will leave myself to last and I will be empty and I can't function that way. Being empowered means checking the cup. And if all I have is what is in the cup, then I don't have anything to give. Unless the person that is supporting me has something to pour back in the cup after I've poured out into them. So I usually say I need it's my responsibility to keep myself in a state of abundance, in a state of overflow so that I do have more to give. I can be generous without being resentful. I can be generous without feeling like um, people are taking from me. I'm depleted. I'm overwhelmed. I'm burnt out. I right. can be generous because I'm giving from the extras that I have in my life. Because you did the work to make sure that you have extras. Yes. Yes. Nice. You've set the right boundaries. You've really connected with your own pleasure and passions. Mm. You really have done the work on understanding what is needed for my reinvention and my transformation for me to go to my next level of highest, um, my highest self. And so you're clear on purpose. You're clear on passion. You're clear on all of those things, how you're going to have impact. And you're clear on what you need. And the boundaries right. and standards that need to be set in your life for you to be happy. I love it. Okay, so these are all things that when your clients come to you, they don't have it, right? They're like, please help me. So what is the biggest pain they are in? And what what do they think they need to do, right? Because you know what they really need to do. But when they first come to you, they have an idea of what they think will work, but it doesn't work, does it? Most times when people come to me, it's because they feel burnt out stuck mm-hmm. or they're like mostly what I hear is I know that I've accomplished a lot I'm in a job I don't like it anymore I might not want to go into a business I don't know what is the next step and I don't know how to even begin to discover that because there's only a certain amount of time that you can get the uh, find your passion find your purpose speeches and do all the different work around that yeah. <laughs> and one day you're like I really want to live. I say like they, I, the way I describe them is they, they're tired of skimming life and just mm-hmm. trying different methods and they really want to live. They really want to get into themselves. And so the first thing that I do is I say, let's reconnect with your pleasure. Let's reconnect with the things that give you enjoyment. You know, so often, especially over the pandemic, being separated from each other. Uh A lot of people, a lot of times, many of us have not taken some time to just savor a cup of coffee or a drink, a beverage, or really just sit and eat and taste and savor the food that's in our mouth, or really just feel 
just really feel just how do I feel internally about something? How do I feel externally as I'm coming into contact with something? Yeah. Um, wearing the mask and not being able to touch, not being able to give hugs. A lot uh, of yes. trained ourselves <laughs> to not even need it anymore. And all of those things are so important because we live in a body. There's no way we're going to go around without being in the body. And those five senses were given for a reason. It's because pleasure is your birthright. You're supposed to feel, you're supposed to taste, you're supposed to connect to your life in some way. And so um, that's the first step. I usually say, just get back to the basics. Get back to the basics of understanding internally and externally what makes you happy. What do you enjoy? Right, instead of, I don't know, like for me, I kind of just shove the things I want to do in this, like when I'm really busy, right? Like when I have a crazy deadline or it's like the end of a sports season for one of my kids or something like that, I just kind of like shove all the things I love to do in like this little pouch where I can't get to it. And then when I feel resentful, I'm like, this is all my fault. (laughs) This is, I did this to myself. I should have been like, no, I need 15 minutes to play the guitar or I'm just going to sit in silence and think for 20 minutes or, you know, go for a walk outside with the dog, whatever. When you tap into your pleasure, the truth is you give people a better version of you. Right. Because you're healthier and that means you can be healthier with them. You're coming from better energy. You're coming from much better energy when you're happy and when you're in touch with yourself versus giving them a, a depleted, resentful version of yourself, which, you know... I, I meet the kids of of the ch- of the parents. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's true. As a parent, we need to do that because otherwise, we're not helping our kids, right? And we're also not modeling for them how they can stay healthy when we're just like in this cycle of burnout that they see us go through. They're learning that cycle, unfortunately, right? Yeah. I say we're the villain in somebody's story, just like we have villains in our story. And many times the reason you're the villain is because you're so out of touch with you that the version that you're giving of yourself to somebody is is more harm than, than, than help to them. Right. Because if you think of the villains in your story, that's what happened. They were many times so unhappy or so out of touch with themselves and everything else that they gave you something lesser than. They didn't consider the help and the healing in the situation. Right. Which is what they really so, needed. Yeah. Well, which is what you needed because right, you're the villain. Good... Yeah. It's whatever, <laughs> it's what everyone needs, whether you're the villain yeah. in someone else's story or there is a villain in your story who is making you feel not so great. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes okay. we're our own villain because long after they've gone and they've stopped, we keep doing the cycle of abuse to ourselves. Right. We we internalize all that and then we're doing it to our own selves, even yeah. though they're gone. Yes. So how do you solve this problem for them? Right. They come to you there. You're like, all right, let's just go back to the basics, the five senses, figure out what makes you happy, what gives you pleasure, what gives you passion. So what is the next step after that once you've gotten them to reconnect with their body, right? Because you said we live in bodies, and I love that. 
Yes. So that's called the find your spark. First, I want to say I don't solve the problem for anybody. I'm a guide. I give you the tools and the framework that you need so that you can make it look however you want it to look. Because if I'm solving it for you, then I'm giving you what I think it should look like. And that might not be best for you. So after you find your spark, it's actually a program that I have. It's called Woman on Fire. And what I'm going through is the fire portion. Okay. (laughs) The first one, find your spark. The next one is your ignite your passion. Once you've figured out what you love and once you've figured out um, what, what you enjoy and you've reconnected with yourself, the next step is to go ahead and let's get ignited in your passions. Um, I say at this stage, what helps is to grace, give yourself grace and to approach life with curiosity. Ooh, I love that. Okay, That's- I'm going to be curious right now. Does that sound good? Yeah. How did you figure out that you could help women find their spark and also uh, ignite their passion? Like, what? when did you realize that this was something that... I want to do this as a career. How did it start out? Tell us your story. So I started Reinvent Your Identity, my company, after my divorce. Okay. I went through a divorce. And after my divorce, I realized that I got married really young, right out of college. Mm-hmm. And um, no one taught me how to be married. No one taught me how to be a mother. <laughs> There was this expectation put on me with no teaching of what it should look like. My parents were divorced. um, And so I didn't have, you know, even though my mom had married again, I didn't have any real examples of what marriage should look like. Even if you were seeing it, nobody was having a conversation with you about what that process was and what was going on. So when I got divorced, I realized that in every area of my life, what I thought was a wife I had self-sacrifice to become whatever my husband needed, Mm. whether it's in the bedroom, whether it's the way I functioned in the home, whether it's how I chose my career, whether it's how I contributed to the family. It was all based on the expectation of what it meant to be and what it should look like as a wife, as a mother, um, as a woman. Mm. And so... For the first time, I lived on my own when I um, had the courage to leave the marriage. And I left with three children. And um, when I left, I decided to leave the home to give give up everything. And the reason I did that is because I deliberately wanted to have my the rest of my life look like I wanted it to look. I wanted to feel, I kept saying when I was leaving, I'm so tired of just existing. I really oh, want to Yeah. Of creating what you wanted because no one ever asked you what you wanted, did they? They just kind of assumed what you should do and you tried your best to do what they wanted, but that wasn't really who you were. Do you feel like you were kind of lost when, you, by the time you decided to and the marriage relationship, was that like a new beginning? That's the story of most girls and women, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We really and truly don't go through a process of where anybody really asks us, what do, you know, you're asked, what do you want to do? But it's from the perspective within a framework of what you're expected to do. All right. Let's take a few seconds for our sponsor break because their business stories matter too. 
When people ask what you do as a professional, do your palms and pits start to sweat? Do you break out in hives? Well, don't worry, we've got you covered. Today, you can take Literary Symmetry's complimentary 30-minute masterclass to help you craft your one big sentence so that next time you have 60 seconds to share your story, you know exactly what to say. Because your business story matters. Sign up today at literarysymmetry.com forward slash pathway. And now back to our episode about an epic business owner just like you. Right. right. It's not so open. You want to be a mother, right? Like it's it's not really given an option. Like it's like, so what are you going to do when you're a mother? I, I, not even that. How many kids do you want? Right. Yeah. How many yeah. kids do you have? Like, how right. old are you going to be when you get married? <laughs> you know, it's within the framework. Are you going to be a stay-at-home mom once you have the kids? It's all within the framework of the show. Right. There's like, here's 50 <laughs> steps. Once you do this one step, you do this next step. Yeah, that's daunting. Actually, yeah. we're being really purposeful with our daughters. We have two teenage daughters and a 10-year-old son. And we talk about this all the time with them. We're like, we do not expect you to get married. We do not expect you to have children. We expect you to do what you want. And you can take as much time as you want to figure that out. And other parents are like, you are making monsters. And we're like, no, we're making strong, independent women. Yeah. They get to choose. They get to choose. And they don't need to. I, I mean, I feel like I grew up in a really progressive uh, not a progressive. I grew up in a really conservative family type environment where I didn't realize, like, I should have my own money. Oh. Right. In case I should ever need it. Right. And there's no, there doesn't need to be a detailed reason. But I watched all of my friends who were divorced go through not having anything because they didn't have a job. Their husbands took everything. I'm just like, this is insane. And I don't want that for my kids. And I don't want that for myself, right? I have my own business. My husband is not attached to it in any way. He supports me and he loves me, but it's my business, not our business. It's interesting because when I got married, my grandmother, who they were married over 60 years by the time my grandfather passed, her only, she gave me money, a significant amount of money. And she said, this is for your personal savings. And I was kind of like, what? Personal savings? Everything we have is ours. It's our world. And she said, honey, it, 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 I'm not telling you to keep secrets from your husband. I'm not saying he shouldn't know that you have a personal saving. But you need to have a personal saving. Ugh. You need to have money separate. And she said, I'm, I'm not saying don't have a conversation that he doesn't need to know it exists. I'm not saying to hide, but I'm saying you need, that is very important, especially if you're going to be staying at home with the kids for any amount of time. Yes. You need to make sure that you are saving, you have your own money. Our I love money, that. She said, you need to have our money where it's going towards the bills. Right. And it's important that he has his money as well. But you need the, the significant thing for her was to make sure that to take care of I, you. that I had to take care of me. So that came in really handy when I was making the decision to leave. And that made it really easy for me to say, OK, you know what? I can give the house up. 
I can right. make things up because I had equipped myself that I didn't worry about finding a job. I didn't worry about my ability to start a business. I didn't worry about my ability to take three kids. And if he decided he didn't want to be involved, to be able to, to, um, to carry and manage my life. So I'm grateful that I had a progressive grandmother. Yes, that's amazing. I don't. Yeah, I wish. I mean, I don't think my grandmother's even knew to have that conversation with me. Uh, and I'm just thinking about also something that you said stuck out to me. I don't want to get too sidetracked because we could talk about this all day. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But um, how especially if you're going to stay at home with your kids. Yes. Because what happens? Let's be honest. Your resume gets wrecked. And anytime you have an interview, it's mostly men who are interviewing. Let's also be honest about that. Yeah. They will point at that and they'll be like, why is there a gap there? Mm -hmm. And you're like, because I was giving life to humans and <laughs> making sure they didn't die. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's not an acceptable answer to them, which is so backward to me. What? So you are in, you're empowering women. How do you deal with that? Because I feel like as progressive as we are, like, let's say we're progressive. Okay. Let's, let's take that step. Amen. Let's have that faith. Okay. But how do you deal with that? Because I talk to so many of my friends who are trying to get back into the workforce. Maybe it's been 18 years because their kid is graduating high school and they can finally work and they're like, no one will hire me. No one will do anything that like, I can't even get an interview. What would you say to them? That comes back to Brandon. One of the things that I've been doing a lot with women who um, I've been meeting that are saying, I've I got a 10 year gap. I have a 15 year gap. I've really been saying to them, you do know that you, are the common thing that you're taking into this business. And one of the things that um, happened during COVID is there's been a large um, focus on really helping small businesses and startups. Mm -hmm. I like to give women the option of really thinking of entrepreneurship, consultancy, mm -hmm. as well uh, um, um, as, as part of their options. Right. Um, as they're like you looking can... to go back to work. Because the truth is, part of my gap year, I was an entrepreneur. And I learned so many skills. And, and that's how I built a network. And that's how um, I was able to seamlessly go back into corporate America and then leave and, and go back in. Um, because um, being at home while I was working um, and, and, and staying with the kids... I still nurtured my career because I knew that that was something I wanted to have. And one of the ways that I nurtured it was through networking, getting out there, joining networking groups like Elevate and all of those groups. Right. But also nurturing it by having my skills, businesses. At one point, I did Mary Kay. I did okay. this toys <laughs> you know my mom was I, an Avon lady for 30 years so I'm I'm for it I'm here there are <laughs> so many skills that I learned in those processes you know so yeah. um you you still have it's about it goes back to that finding finding that spark is uh, is about 
knowing your assets that you have, because even as a stay-at-home mom, there were skills that you had and right. skills that you developed that if you shape those correct and brand yourself, you can start over and really ask yourself where you're starting over. I've always been in sales and marketing, right? When I mm -hmm. went back to the workplace, I had to be willing to step back a bit. I had to be willing to step back and, and start really where I would have started if I came out of college. And from that place, I proved myself really quickly and took advantage of, of, of a lot of the opportunities the company had. I've worked with McKesson, GE Healthcare, Siemens. In, in, you know, I started inside sales and worked my way up to outside sales as an account executive in medical device sales. I remember when I first made the call and said, hey, this is something I'd like to do. Somebody literally said to me, oh, you're too old. Oh, you're no. Oh, I was in my 30s. Oh, my gosh. What the? I'm in this I, field in your, in your 20s. <laughs> you know? I, I would have been like, what's no. happening right now? That's what, what I would I would have been was. like, what, what did you just say? <laughs> well, what uh, the way I took it was, I'm speaking to the wrong person. So right, exactly. I find the right person. <laughs> so if if you, I like when you identify really early that you're the wrong person, so I don't waste my time. That I do feel that way too, and I don't expect people to understand what's wrong with what they've said because that's a waste of energy. They're not going to acknowledge that. And you're just like, okay, well, I'm not working with you. I just yeah. did a whole video about that today where I'm like, stop pretending to be someone else so you get the job because then you're going to be miserable. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, nothing sucks than when you're stuck in the wrong place or with the wrong person. Yes. And then... I promise you what's going to happen is you're going to see the right one. The right person is going <laughs> to interview. <laughs> the right job, the right... Anytime you're with the all going with the wrong person and the wrong position or the wrong place does to you is deny you your opportunity to get access to the right one. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. And also you will be exhausted because lying that much is exhausting and that's what you're doing right when you pretend to be someone else and then you're like gosh why am i attracting all these people i don't like working with <laughs> you'll be burnt out really quickly exactly you're like oh i hate this thing and then really when you do the work when you hire someone like abby to do the work with you to walk <laughs> alongside of you you're gonna realize oh i don't hate that i just am around all the wrong people <laughs> yeah and 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 you know what you said there you just said a lot um the truth is, is that sometimes the reality is, is when you decide to uplevel your life mm -hmm. and you become empowered, you've got to be prepared to lose some relationships, to lose yep. some situations. Because as you become brighter and you become up-leveled, sometimes the people, the things, the situations that you're around just become a mismatch. Right. They're untenable. You can't keep going. Yeah. You have to. Yes. I, I am experiencing that in my own business where I'm like growing, growing, growing. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do these things anymore. I'm only going to do this. And I was like, oh, my audience is totally different now. And that's going to take extra work, but that's okay. That's who I want to work with. It's a if decision you make. 
if you're going with your happiness and you're going where the f- energy is flowing easy, mm. it, it, it's going to be fun. It's not going to feel like a burden. Is it going to be tiring sometimes? Yes, that's just part of what happens. But it's well, a different life. tiredness. Yeah. And it's right. a different tiredness when I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. But I, I realized that I stayed there because I was having so much fun. And so I kept going, going, going. Time flies when you're having fun kind of that's thing. That's right versus I'm like oh my god I hate this <laughs> and it's like I'm tired because I'm exhausted and burnt out it's a different tiredness it's true it is one is like in your bones and one is like I'll take a nap and recover right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right so I actually wrote your unique selling proposition let me just preface this by saying that Abby's messaging is so tight it's so on point so um she's probably gonna look at this and be like i already i already know this about myself because it's so good but it's part of the show as i write it live so let's go ahead and take a look at it together Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is my journey this is your journey even though you help other people do this you're doing it for yourself as well right yeah Okay, so I help women understand how to find their unique spark to be their authentic selves so they can ignite their passion to live life on their own terms based on who they are and who they're becoming. Why weren't you here with me? I need to know <laughs> that. I just literally sent off a marketing piece to my uh, to get my one teacher done. And this is can I have this? This is this best. is yours. This is your your uh, perk for coming on the show is you get this. You can use it wherever, whenever you want. You're amazing. Well, you are also amazing. And let me ask my one final question that I ask everyone. So, you know, the kind of person who's listening to the show is someone who cares about empathy, storytelling and business growth, because that's my target audience. Yeah. What is one little nugget of wisdom that you can share with them? And if it's something you already said, feel free to double down on it. So that storytelling part is really important, especially now. Um, People, stories are how I find my audience. Um, Stories are how I help them to identify themselves and let them know you're not alone. Yes. Um, Stories also are how I'm able to help them. I'll I'll give you um, a real quick couple seconds. My story has been that when I was three years old, my mother taught me how to tell judgmental adults that even though I acted as an older child, I was still only three years old. Whoa. When I was six years old. My mom told me in the most age-appropriate way where babies came from, and that was how she went into a conversation about my body being my own. When I was nine years old, she got me a text, a a little uh, coloring book. And actually, recently, I went on a hunt. I don't know if you could see it, but this is the book. I paid $12.95. For my this body is book my own. that was $1.95 in the 1980s when she gave it to me. But the reason I searched for this book is because this book changed my life. Mm. This book was my mother's way after being away from us for four years, studying abroad, to reinforce to us 
the importance of my body. And the book taught me about internal and external feeling good touches and bad touches. Uh, and because of this book, I told my mother that a family member was molesting me. My mother, at a time when people believed that little girls should be seen and not heard, she believed that her daughters should be seen and heard. And the way she reacted when I told her that by boring holes in the wall with his head reinforced to me that my voice mattered. Hmm. And at nine years old, a self-advocate was born. Because I tell that story, women understand the importance of the voice. Right. So tell your story because your okay. story can free people and it can save lives. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I worked in Europe with people who had been rescued out of human trafficking for seven years. Oh, and wow. that was one of the most basic things that we would like educate the women coming out of that is just like that one simple boundary of this is a good touch, this is a bad touch, this is my inside, this is my outside. And that is so life-changing. And I literally, as I got older, I realized that is what ruined my family legacy. Like my all my older family members, they didn't have that. And so they didn't have the safety to say this is not okay. And women all over the world need to know that at a time when we have our rights to our own bodies being threatened and taken away, not just in the United States, but everywhere. Right. It is so important that women understand that you deserve to be seen and heard. You deserve to speak up for yourself and you deserve to be respected and honor when you do use your voice. That is so good. Okay. So now everyone knows why I wanted to have Abby on the show and how can people work with you? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Because I know people are going to reach out after this. Okay. The best way right now I tell people is to send me an email to ryicoach at gmail.com. Okay. I'm going to put it on or the screen. Can, mm -hmm. Or you can text me, send a text to 404-644-4198. Four one nine eight. So it's four zero four six four 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 one nine eight. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. And okay. just it's it's in there. And and just tell me who you are, and and um, ask me to send the link because I have a Calendly link, and I'll send it to them so that we can have a one on one chat. I like to That's get that amazing before I. Right. You, you you're seeing if they're a fit for you and for them. Right. That's what yeah. we do. Because I'm not for everybody. Nope. <laughs> I'm, not. I'm not for everyone either. And I make that clear. I'm like, you're interviewing me, but I'm interviewing you too. <laughs> exactly. It has to be a fit both ways. Exactly. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I love all of the amazing gems of wisdom you shared. I loved to uh, geek out on female empowerment with you. That was a blast for me. And for all of the um, listeners, I want you to think about what Abby shared. And remember the same thing I say at the end of every show, your business story matters. It matters. So get out there and share it. Thank you for listening to my mom's radical podcast, cool face emoji. And if you want to be radical like my super awesome mom, then you should totes check out her impact accelerator. 
You just need to leave a review of this podcast and screenshot that baby and send it to impact at literarysymmetry.com. And like my mama always says, your business story matters. Hey, I don't sound like that. Let's do copyright.